0: Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on vocation in society. Sit back and enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, I'm joined by Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Yes, welcome. We're Back into our second episode on Vocation and Society. Yep. And Third good step, stuff.
2: Part 2. Yeah. It's
1: uh, Love Talking section About A. the Estates. Yeah, Section A, Subsection I, 1,
2: Paragraph yeah, 2.5. Exactly. We'll bureaucratize this whole thing, right? <laughs> no, it's it's amazing how refreshing it is just to organize mm-hmm. the way we look at life theologically speaking and find mm-hmm. out exactly how good God is to us mm-hmm. on a regular basis, you know? When yeah, you, you want to share it? When you of... stop to, well, you stop to think about it and, and you you take God's faithfulness for granted until you parse it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were just talking off air, I just recently bought a new used vehicle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, my family with our Current situation: We buy high mileage vehicles and we mm-hmm. run them into the ground, and then we buy a high mileage vehicle, yeah. and then it dies. Oh, well, when you
0: got, when you're buying Bentleys, you can do that. Yeah, you know, use Bentleys, use Bugattis. <laughs> yeah. You
2: know, just get rid of an Aston Martin. Uh, no, but it's it's just the way it works. Yeah. You know, with multiple kids and mm-hmm. you know, lucrative pastor salary and things like that. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, What's that? What <laughs> yeah. but, but I was just talking about, and, and this would fall into both community and commerce yeah. on the, the the four corners thing. I had a real really positive experience buying a used vehicle through Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And the, the gentleman I was working with, uh, an honest gentleman, uh, very compliant in questions I asked, uh, mm-hmm. was, gave me the freedom to have my mechanic check it out before we purchased it and negotiated a price with me. It was just a positive experience all the way around. And you start to to realize that the faith we profess, mm-hmm. the faith that we confess, the truths of scripture really do work themselves out in our lives. Mm-hmm. And now that's not prosperity gospel no, if you have no. enough faith, but God takes care of his children. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes he takes care of it with his faithfulness to us when we're suffering. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he takes care of it by blessing us with things that could have gone wrong in a million different ways. Yeah, that's, that's good. And, well said. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful. I'm, I'm feeling blessed right now after a very stressful time of being a one-car family mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. And I have a car that I enjoy now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm really happy about that. And it's, you know, we're, we're kind of looking at opening this episode with looking at practical application mm-hmm. of vocation in society. And this is one way it worked out. We, we had a, a person that I interacted with in my mm-hmm. larger community. He was from the south sides of the cities. We were able to do commerce together. Mm-hmm. He was nice to me. We were nice to him. There's fairness a, and a love. A great going picture on. of yeah. what that
1: looks like it played worked out. out.
2: And uh, you know it, it's funny because one of the very first vehicles we looked at in this process, it, you kind of could come to a reasonable conclusion that maybe someone died in the vehicle. Oh. <laughs> there were there were bleach uh. stains <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> a on crime the was Wall committed. To, yeah, no. and it's you, it, the 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 answers to the questions we were given were oh, guarded. And yeah, felt like there wasn't being information being exchanged, and it was just like, well, you you come across so many red flags, we're just like, Yeah, we're going to pass on the opportunity to buy this vehicle. Yeah. So yeah real world vocation it it excites me i love it i love vocation oh good
1: yeah it gets into the the nooks and crannies of our lives no, it's, that's that's part of the fun of it
2: vocation works itself out a lot more as the dirt underneath your fingernails mm-hmm. than it does the the ivory tower mm-hmm. theology that mm-hmm. people accuse us of Oh, sometimes. that's so good you know yeah. and and again thinking about the day to day working out of our faith It should excite us. It should encourage us because the way God has designed Mm -hmm. it to work, even in the brokenness of the world, it works, Mm -hmm. right? There's a way we are supposed to interact as Christians with the neighbors that God has put in our lives. And we receive blessings principally, Mm -hmm. not as a contract, not as painting God into a corner, Mm -hmm. uh, but we receive blessings because... When God's ordered creation works itself out in an ordered way, it generally works itself out for the blessing
0: of God's creatures. Mm-hmm. And a major component of that is walking in the assurance of faith that yep. we have in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. Because if we're walking around like a curmudgeon, uh, hopefully we won't have a curmudgeon corner this one. But also, if we do, if yeah. we walk around uh, feeling defeated, not having hope and joy, yeah. Uh, And not really walking in that freedom that Christ is giving, the abundant life that he promised in his victory, not in materialism or anything Mm -hmm. else, but just the total forgiveness of sin and the promise of eternal life. That then motivates and inspires us to do what Jason is saying, is Mm -hmm. to allow the grace and mercy of Christ to be present Mm -hmm. and and wanting to be available to any person that God Mm -hmm. brings our way.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and and you think about it this way, you know, how often— does this work out for blessing mm-hmm. when we're we're following god's order and how often do we rob ourselves of joy in our everyday lives because of either unrepentant sin because of our pride or our stubbornness mm-hmm. or because of fear mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we we refuse often and this happens in my life more than i care to admit mm-hmm. we refuse to trust god in the faith that we confess on Sundays mm-hmm. you know and hey, you guys probably have a plethora of stories, just like I do, but you preach about something on sunday <laughs> and and you 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 either scold sin or you you exhort you know obedience or you exhort faith, and like Sunday afternoon, that <laughs> very situation in your life. Hits you, yeah, and you just react poorly
1: to right. it. It's like yes. I just
2: demanded this of my congregation, and it's usually with your kids, yeah, it's usually <laughs> <laughs> oh, dagger to the heart. Oh, right there. Yeah. yeah, Lord,
1: yeah. forgive you, us. You, preach,
2: you need to have patience with your neighbor, yeah, and right. then your six year old comes, you yeah. like, oh, I really don't want to be patient. Why, why,
0: why? What? Stop it. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs>
2: when's grandpa coming over, dad? Yeah. Oh, in about 15 minutes. Are we there? But it's 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 amazing what. Why are we surprised that God's creation works when we work through it the way he's designed yep. it to? Yep. And, and why are we surprised that when God's creation doesn't mm-hmm. work, it's usually our fault. Mm-hmm. You know, Not always, and we get burned by the sins of other people frequently. Yep. But you know, going back to this incident with the truck, and I don't like setting myself on a pedestal or even as an example, but the truck that I bought, if it wouldn't have worked out, I would have been sad. Mm -hmm. But I still would have been called to trust God for his faithful provision to our family Mm -hmm. because – In the end, no matter what, the very fact that there's a fourth petition to the Lord's Prayer, give us our day, our daily bread, Mm -hmm. we would remember what Luther writes, that when we pray for that, we are trusting God that he does provide for us our Mm -hmm. daily bread. We are trusting that when we have a lack, he's going to sustain us through it. And we trust him over and above all of that, that when we have a lack and when we suffer, that eternity is going to be that much better Mm -hmm. than the sufferings of this present day life. That's Romans 8 in the real world,
1: right?
0: Yep, good. It's also just kind of acknowledging that you know what we need is different than what we want. You mm-hmm. know there are times where the Lord does give us things that that we want, mm-hmm. uh, according to His grace and mercy. But that's it. I mean, it's not because we've earned it or did something special mm-hmm. to, to deserve it. But God gives good gifts to His His children. But yeah. at the same time, uh, He gives us what we need, not always what we want. Yeah,
2: it's amazing how often uh, a Mountain Dew. Looks like what we need more often than a refreshing cold cup of water. Right? Nah. <laughs> our felt needs feel way more like or needs than our actual Buffalo wings of blue needs. cheese versus broccoli. Oh. You know. Okay, no, no, right, Let's guys. not go there. Wait, wait, wait.
0: <laughs> no, you've crossed the line. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> no, buffalo buffalo wings are in fact a need. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can I take this a little bit of a different direction here? Um, yeah, as a pastor, and talking to people about vocation. I know a lot of the people that I've like my church members and others that I've talked to, especially with their career aspect. You know, with this whole, you know, we're kind of breaking down the divide between this sacred secular. Mm-hmm. We we see all of life as lived under under the Lord and in His kingdom. Yep. Um, but I know I know that a lot of people struggle with my career. You know, I spend all this time at my job, mm-hmm. and I don't see how I'm serving the Lord air quotes um yeah speak to that you guys it's because in the end we are all
2: functionally gnostics at heart we devalue the tangible physical things of this world as not being spiritual because they are Mm. tangible
0: Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. physical Mm -hmm. right are you saying that buffalo wings are are
2: Buffalo wings are a, are a blessing. They're our first article.
0: They, of. The they drop them blessing, down from no, the heavens
1: to us.
2: <laughs> from a pastor's perspective, and, and for those who aren't. Maybe ready, that's what the manna was. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Think about this. From a pastor's perspective, how many times have the three of us, and whoever's listening can, can nod their heads along with us, have we been on a, a visit to a mm-hmm. dear saint, mm. shut in, no longer even able to attend worship regularly yeah, and yeah. pastor all I can do is pray and it's well praying is a lot right it's mm-hmm. that principle mm-hmm. or we have you you talked a few episodes mm-hmm. ago about an uh, older man in your congregation
1: mm-hmm. who mm-hmm.
2: fixes stuff yeah you know and and what a blessing it is that our churches I mean I the the history of your congregation mm-hmm. Brett which I used to be a member of before I went to seminary mm-hmm. they practically built the first building they owned from the ground up without yeah. any contractors involved. Yep. Right? And in these real world things we fail to see how they're a blessing because we come wired with it's better to be a monk or a nun or a mm-hmm. priest than a milkmaid. Mhm. Right? And so, if you want to just focus on career, mm-hmm. pick a random career. Go for it.
1: Uh, Recording I, engineer. Yeah. I, <laughs> IT computer tech guy. IT computer
2: yep. tech. It's that for, for the year 2019, that's probably as generic <laughs> of a career as you can come up with, right? I know right. several people in IT. Sure.
1: I used to work in IT myself. Especially living here in the suburbs. Yeah, in yeah. the
2: suburbs. In Twin Cities, mm-hmm. we, have a, we have a pretty robust tech and financial industry sure. here. and. How are you serving your neighbor? I mean, mm-hmm. what are the ways? Well, as someone who's spent literally hours mm-hmm. on tech support in my life, <laughs> on, on the customer end, the consumer end of Have that, you tried
0: restarting it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> turn it off, turn it on again. Uh, have you rebooted your router?
1: Blow into the wait, but that's Nintendo games. When
2: when when someone fixes tech mm-hmm. that was broken, it makes me happy. You know, they're <laughs> Put that in a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big threat. But but you know, if if you're working tech support and it's just customer support and you walk through how to legitimately fix a problem you mm-hmm. troubleshoot it you fix the error you you you, you re, repair the malfunction however it works mm-hmm. you've loved your neighbor because now something that makes their life easier mm-hmm. something that provides them with joy or entertainment or however you want to classify is now working mm-hmm. and you've loved your neighbor god has blessed this person mm-hmm. by working through you mm-hmm. in their lives and and so in the end that daily bread that was accomplished, mm-hmm. God brought it about, mm-hmm. but he used you. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you were faithfully serving your employer by doing mm-hmm. the job you have been tasked to do. And so what happens is that has a trickle-up effect. By being a faithful employee, you did the job your boss told you to do and you've served him. You likely made a customer happy. Mm-hmm. And you brought in business or or maintained a loyal customer for your business so that they buy more products from your company before. In exchange, you get paid for doing what you're doing. You mm-hmm. receive a wage. And, you know, we don't know how to talk about it in the church. You receive satisfaction for a job well done. Mm-hmm. There's there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Right? That ought to be recognized. All these things are at play and a million other you're variables. You're able to
1: serve your family with yeah. the salary that you— You bring your salary home. Mm-hmm. You 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 provide bread.
2: Mm-hmm. On the table for your family with the wages that God gives yeah. you through your job. Are you able um, to
1: bless your church.
2: I mean, you're yeah. you 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 know, hopefully, Lord mm-hmm. willing, you tithe to your church with mm-hmm. the money you receive. Uh the job you have gives you a structured environment, so that you go to church. You know, whatever, whatever the case might be, and and the, the possibilities from that point on, from you mm-hmm. naming that career, mm-hmm. are limitless from yeah. that point yeah. on. But I, I think the direct answer to your question is: we need to retrain ourselves mm-hmm. biblically to stop downplaying the physical blessings of life as mm-hmm. unspiritual or as yeah. un
1: as not valuable to the kingdom Good. of God. Good. And and I think you nailed on. Oh, go ahead, Brian. No, no. Yeah,
0: the question I had, I I really appreciated what you said. Number one, I remember actually two. Um, they weren't good friends of mine, but they were acquaintances that uh, were they were pastors, mm-hmm. and they left the ministry and just you know worked you know kind of a regular nine to five thing and and just some of the talk that was around that you know and like how did he just give up on the ministry or how why did he he just do that and I was always perplexed by that because you know. I mean, no one really, I mean, I didn't know the the reason in which this person made this decision, but obviously they gave it great thought. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. and just to assume that, like you said, the whole Gnostic thing, I, I kind of concur with that, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden this possible vocation of maybe being a bus driver, cabinet maker, whatever mm-hmm. it is, is not near as noble, you know, as serving mm-hmm. as a pastor. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing we have to understand is someone serving as a pastor that isn't called to it or yeah. that's being called out of it, or isn't yeah. isn't effective in his own right, or something in his family has caused him to step out of ministry, we don't know those things. Mm-hmm. You know, but we just love to jump the gun on some of those things, don't we? Well, and,
2: and there are many inappropriate ways to enter the ministry. Uh, if you feel pressured <laughs> to do it. Yeah, don't get me started uh, on yeah, that. Right. Um, sometimes it's family pressure. Mm-hmm. I uh, We've talked, I think, on the podcast before about the church's addiction to pushing capable young man, young men into the ministry. Mm -hmm. And, and, And I have friends who they don't have a call to go into the ministry, but they, they have a, they have a heart to know scripture and understand mm-hmm. theology and to serve in their congregations. And it gets wearing. Mm-hmm. People and, asking, when are you go into seminary? When are you yeah, go into seminary. Right. And yeah. you know,
0: unfortunately, some people enter out of narcissism and pride yeah. and, mm-hmm. and want it to be a control freak. You know, it's
2: well, yeah. it, there's a
0: lot of bad reasons for, for people to go mm-hmm. into the ministry. It's the
2: authority, or sometimes. uh, An inappropriate way to uh, enter a ministry is because you have a passion to enter the ministry. Uh And if that goes unchecked, if you're unwilling to be trained, if you're unwilling to be disciplined in doing that, you're not qualified to be in the ministry just because you want to be in the ministry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you want that. That's not how it works out, that's not how God calls. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of that, and and maybe this is a good opportunity to spend the last few minutes of the mm-hmm. podcast, you know, thinking about what happens when vocation breaks down, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and what are the consequences in society, what does that look like, and, and what's the antidote to that?
0: Yep. Yeah, I think it can break down in a lot of different ways. I mean, I suppose, you know, we're not—I want to say this in a way that doesn't sound demeaning toward any type of of job or career— but there are, just, there are some personality types that can kind of do the nine-to-five, mm-hmm. maybe possible like an assembly line or whatever. And they're happy with that. And they're content with that. Mm-hmm. But there are others uh, who are called to, to kind of follow a dream a little bit, start a business, mm-hmm. um, chase something that maybe society would see as kind of futile. I've seen it definitely in the music industry. Mm-hmm where people grow up in solid mm-hmm. homes and and they're like, "Well, this is a frivolous job. You know, when are you going to get a real job mm-hmm. and stop yeah. trying to 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 live this out?" But what if that person is called by God mm-hmm. to share the gift of music on a full-time basis? What yeah. what mm-hmm. about that? You know, mm-hmm. and just how a lot of times it breaks down because of either outside pressure mm-hmm. or somebody pushing you in a box you don't belong to, you know, but it also can be um, putting yourself into a box that you don't belong to and just trying to white knuckle it through it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, trying to do like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I don't know that that's always the best thing, you know, because if it impacts your emotional state at your home, well, then how mm-hmm. are you loving your family at home? How are you loving your neighbor? by being Mm -hmm. either cruel to your wife, being short with your kids Mm -hmm. or whatever, because your job is causing you to be frustrated. That doesn't do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. I understand that you got to pay the bills and there's always ways to do that. But I think it can break down a lot of ways by feeling pressured into doing something we don't want to do.
2: And I think from, you know, this is part of what I focused on in my Reformation Conference presentation but consistently, and this is across all three estates, mm-hmm. not not just society, but consistently where vocation breaks down is when pride of self inserts itself into the equation.
0: Yeah, or fear. So, mm-hmm. you
2: know, it's, it's, it's this personal autonomy mm. that we've been raised with, this selfishness yeah, right. that breaks things down. And, you know, it's one of the things that I was thinking about that led to the Reformation Conference presentation was— these concentric circles that we've been talking Mm -hmm. about, how you have a finite amount of neighbors in your family, Mm -hmm. you know, your family. And then you have a finite amount of neighbors in your church, but it's a larger number. And then society, you really have an infinite amount of neighbors, although it's finite with the people whom God puts into your life, Mm -hmm. right? But when you think about society today, we have less neighbors than we've ever had. Mm We are not interacting societally the way we did, you know, 15, 25, 50 years ago. And now this isn't a curmudgeon corner, which I think should be a regular feature on the fire. <laughs> This isn't, a, well, we need to go back to 1952 and just, mm-hmm. you know, reprogram Mayberry. Americana. Yeah, yeah. we want Mayberry. That's not what we're talking about at all. But, you know, we were sold this bill of goods with social com- social networks and the mm-hmm. internet that we were going to have this global community. And what we end up having is we have Less neighbors
0: mm-hmm.
2: now than when we did before I could pull up my phone and instant have instant access to information and literally have a conversation with someone from Australia. Yeah. You know? And the reason it is is we're not going to blame social media. We're not going to throw mm-hmm. Twitter under the bus as much as I would like to see Twitter run over a bus several times yeah. <laughs> run over by a bus. But it's we have new and fascinating ways to be selfish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, I think that yes. it, it has caused a lot of a lot less of face to face interaction. Um, I think I I quoted this. I know I did at RefCon, and and just for a moment, I want to just say thank you to all those who did come. Yes. as we're talking about that, uh, it was uh, it was fun. It was great to see all of you there. So thank you. Hope to see you there next year. Nice of so you two to finally show poem. up to a Reformation and,
2: Conference. Yeah. <laughs> we were never literally had before. to pay you yeah. to come. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, um, it's it was good. But that John that John Bellion song that uh, it's called Internet yeah. and it's like things became dangerous the day we all became famous. Mm-hmm. No one cares if you're happy, you know, mm-hmm. and as long as that front is continuing to be mm-hmm. perpetuated. Mm-hmm. And it's this facade that we build and we have so much less mm-hmm. face-to-face human interaction that community just can't happen not in the way that God has prescribed it. Yeah.
2: And, the, and it, when we insert ourselves into the equation and we have idolatry of self and we have the selfishness, that's where we see vocation breaking down. That's where we eliminate our neighbors mm-hmm. in favor of us. If you look at personal autonomy in the first estate mm-hmm. and what that looks like, it's the problems we have now with no-fault divorce. Mm-hmm. That's personal autonomy. Well, irreconcilable differences, mm-hmm. right? In, in, instead, mm-hmm. of, instead of faithfully loving our neighbor, we just say we can't make it work out. And now there, again, there are exceptions to the rules. We need mm-hmm. to have uh, a distinct con- conversation about abuse and how that works. Yep, but yep, yep. that's not what we're talking about. and We no. can't qualify ourselves to death. It, gay marriage in society is a is a product of personal autonomy mm-hmm. and selfishness. Gender identity issues come from the autonomy of my feelings over and against science and biology and everyone else. And God's design. And God's yeah. design. Second estate Issues, Brian, in the church, vocation breaks down with this consumerism, and we—I'm selecting the perfect church for my needs at the moment. I feel <laughs> a corner coming on well, over here. <laughs> and in and, and three years, when the the what the church is offering me doesn't line up with my personal needs, I'm going to hop to the next church until yeah, that yeah. church is no longer perfect. Yep. and that's what it looks like. This the distinction between a personal faith versus a private faith. People think. My faith is private. Well, you have a personal faith, but not a private faith. It's it's not unique mm-hmm. to you. You don't get to believe whatever you want to believe. Yep. That's autonomy. Yep. All of the clerical issues with pastors in the church. That's not just female clergy. Mm-hmm. It's the rock star clergy that we have. It's mm-hmm. the that the, you hardly run across a famous pastor in America that hasn't. Had a comeback story, falling from grace and then roaring yeah, back better the Christian than ever. Celebrity, yeah, oh, man.
0: Mm-hmm. and
2: then in society. What we end up having is, is we have problems with disposable relationships. Mm-hmm. Is We can unfriend someone on Facebook who we don't want to put up with their nonsense, but it, we think we can do that with interpersonal relationships now, and so that we're only surrounding ourselves with people we agree with, and we're not really loving our neighbor. We're loving ourselves by the people we surround ourselves with.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? And unfortunately, what we're really doing is picking and choosing what we want to adhere to in God's holy word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're becoming, in a sense, God. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's not good, not a good thing at all.
2: And, and you know, you have affirmation bullying, a, mm-hmm. a, a phrase that I'm using where you are forced to agree with and approve of anyone's opinion or mm-hmm. you value them. Uh, or you don't value them. Or you yeah. don't value them, yeah. yeah. It's a, all agreement is a character evaluation. Yeah. and yeah. and And this is what happens when we put ourselves before our neighbors. And so it's getting back to a culture of repentance where we are repenting for our own sins. It's that speck log issue yep. from Matthew 7. Yep. It's getting back to understanding the role of assurance of salvation in our love for neighbor, mm-hmm. that assurance of salvation, what Christ has done for us, obliterates us from the picture yep. because we're taken care of. And then right. we go love our neighbor and it's understanding how the law functions in the life of a believer so that it gives us the boundaries to love our neighbor instead of making us aware of how everyone's failing to
0: love yeah. us. And embracing that selfless life that Christ has called us to. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. First Thessalonians chapter four uh, says this, Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing uh, to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on vocation in society. God bless you and have a great week.